Hello, remote friends. The information from this podcast is rich with remote support, but it's even more important that you go from information to application to get the best results possible. Remote work is here to stay, and we want to help you on your way. So let us know how we can support you even more by visiting remotepathways.com. There you will find a quick link to talk with us directly. Reach out to Jen for all your teamwork, leadership, coaching, and facilitation needs. And reach out to Michelle for developing a healthy, sustainable rhythm of life through spiritual practices, 90-day projects, and simple structures to support your remote working journey. Until we connect, thank you for listening. It's such an honor going remote together with you. Let's explore the remote world. Together we'll discover the people, places, and pathways to working remotely. We'll engage in great conversations, share tips and valuable resources, and connect you with voices from the field. Let's go remote together. So welcome, Jen. Here we are back on remote road again. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about building trust and connection. And in recent weeks and sometimes months of social isolation, I think this is a topic that's so important for all of us, whether we're part of a team, whether we're thinking about building trust and connection in our work, building trust and connection across our communities. And so I think hopefully everyone's going to get a little something out of today's episode. What are your thoughts on this topic? Where do you think we're going to go on these on this remote journey today? Well, I think just natural curiosity for me and my heart and maybe for our listeners is what does trust even look like in the remote space? How do you build trust? How can I be proactive in this? Or what am I on the lookout for? Thinking maybe there's some key essentials there that we can build from. What would be the foundation? Ooh, great startup. Well, I I always like to go back to Stephen Covey. And he, he wrote, trust begets trust, right? Trust is a reciprocal process. So how are we demonstrating trust? Through our actions, our follow-up, our consistency, even. I think there's a lot of things that we can be doing that either build trust or erode trust. And like most things in the remote space, as we've been saying episode to episode, things get magnified. Low trust environments become even lower trust. High trust environments, we still have to work at it, but it may not erode as quickly. Like a, like a bank account. That's what Covey says. It's like a bank account. You can put money in and you can deplete it mm-hmm. just as fast. So that sounds like an investment I really want to make right now. So if I was to invest in trust with my team, what would that look like? What would be some of the actions that I would be doing? Good question. Well, let's first go back to that notion of like, what's beyond the screen? How are we showing up? Are we even showing ourselves (laughs) in the call? And so like that goes to just simple things like trust is additive. So are we streaming? Are we showing up on time? Are we being prepared for calls? Are we following through? And so these are the little things that behaviorally either add or deplete the trust. I think another big one that we've touched on in recent episodes, maybe it's just passed, is of course a topic of conflict. Why does conflict emerge and how does it emerge? 
not only from styles, but it may be how are we following through. So I keep coming back to that follow through because again, in my many years as a remote team leader, in the way that I work now with groups all over the world, I know that one of my biggest trust eroders is when I don't follow through. That's a really big one. Even if I don't intend, it depletes trust. Mm. So what, what comes to mind, Michelle, for you when you think about building team trust? Yeah, I think it's reading between the lines, so to speak, uh, in emails and texts. It's, it's a lot more difficult in the remote space to kind of pick up on what people mean when they send something. So I think asking a follow-up question. So you're follow-through and I'm thinking follow-up, maybe clarifying, I heard this. Is am I hearing correctly? You know, just reinforcing the conversation, I think also will build trust. So making sure, and you're pointing to something we talked about before is like, watch your assumptions. What assumptions are you making? Are you making an assumption rather than checking it out? That's such a great one. What else? What are some other things that we can be doing? Oh, okay. Here's a big one. Addressing issues immediately before they are too big and have festered. Because like you said, this can magnify in the remote space. Let's just case scenario here. Let's just say you notice something. You notice something either spoken or unspoken in the remote space. How would one address that? What would be the protocol, so to speak? Or is that something you need to have a conversation around? I think it's exactly that. You've got to have a conversation around it. How have we designed to raise issues? Have we made an agreement that we need to surface things right away? What do we do if we sense that something is not being spoken about? So again, like be proactive in creating agreements, creating alignment around how to address conflict before it happens, as well as this is where we might need to get on our little skinny branches and like take a risk and sort of say, hey, in service to the better good, I think it's important that we have a quick conversation, right? We don't want to over magnify too, right? That's, that's another big piece. We have to check what we're over magnifying. And sometimes people do project their conflict onto others. So (laughs) there's a bit of an interesting dynamic here, but we do want to make sure that we have a strong connection. So this episode is actually trust and connection Mm. because one without the other is really imbalanced. And in fact, in my work, uh, you probably know, and, and other readers in effective virtual conversations would know that I talk about trust, safety, and connection. There are three parts of a triangle. And just like project management, you know, you impact one, you impact them all. So the bigger question too could be, how do you build that psychological safety? How do you build the trust? How do you build an environment within a team that can have the difficult conversations without fear of retribution? That's the big piece, right? If I raise an issue, what is going to happen? Will I lose my job? Will I be demoted? If I'm regularly raising issues that I think need to be addressed, will that be welcomed? So there is some risk in this space, which is why we want to talk about trust. We want to talk about connection, but we also need to make sure there's that safety piece in place as well. Mm, Okay. So I, I love that triad. I love the thought of that. And I'm going back to the training that you gave me and just talking about from the very beginning, you know, have those conversations, even the group agreement, the expectations, set the agreement. And again, follow through with a follow up email to your team. And let them know, let them see, put it on your virtual communication board. Could you identify really quick some of those core group agreement points, bullets that you could have, and then the invitation to invite them into 
give their input. So they really take ownership of the group agreement. What does that look like? Could you walk us through that? Yeah. Well, again, I think we've been seeing this in everything from meetings to trainings to, um, you know, big events and small events. How are we co-designing how we want to be together? Time. Are we starting on time and agreeing to end on time? And part of remote work means we're probably across time zones at different times of the day. So time does demonstrate respect, right? And that's part of this equation as well. So are we starting and ending on time? What about confidentiality? Where does this information go to next? Mm. Um, are we recording? If we're recording, who does that get shared with or not shared with? So there's a lot of layers here, even on those first two that I'm mentioning or first three that I think we do need to, to track and be aware of in terms of what are our agreements. So if you are part <laughs> of multiple Zoom group calls or other group calls, and you've had agreements, now is the time to revisit those agreements. And that might be something you do on a regular basis. Maybe not every meeting, but maybe every quarter if it's a working group. Um, Because we do, we are human, right? We forget things. We forget what we've agreed to. Mm -hmm. And given that you and I might be on this call, we might also be on another call and are joined with others that have different agreements. So part of this is how do we signal like that different call, that really high trust call. You know what else is coming to mind that, again, I did learn from you is the one-on-one connection and the group. So sometimes those one-on-one calls either before or in between can really create that sense of everything that we're talking about, that trust, connection, and safety. Because some people like to address things behind the scenes. So as the leader, um, that seems like a really proactive role that you could take peer support. You know, we just did that episode on mentoring. So Mm -hmm. having a buddy, like, you know, just like you and I, let's go remote together, right? How can you do that in the virtual space? Maybe doing some kind of assignments or check-ins with key topics, you know, don't waste anybody's time, show up fully with a conversation um, that you're going to talk about with an intention, walking away with a clear action step. But I think that that can build in a lot of support and connection as well. Absolutely. So we've talked about a number of strategies, you know, video streaming, buddies, introductions, finding common ground. These are all key, like trust and connection, which go hand in hand. So I think it might be interesting. Maybe we segue over to like leveraging technology, because I think part of this is also how do we use technology to build the trust if we can't sit down at the same table? Metaphorically, how do we create a table in our work? And actually, there's a lot, there's some Language, I don't know where where in the world. I know it's pretty like common across some industries, some maybe geographic areas where we'll we'll start a meeting and say, let's set the table. Have you heard that where you Ooh, are? Oh no, but I like it. Oh, no, okay. And I'm I'm trying to think. I don't think that's necessarily a Canadian thing uh, or a facilitator thing, but some of the circles I travel with, it's like, yeah, let's set the table. So if someone can like share with us, where do you know the origins from? Um, but that, you know, even the tableau metaphor is, is helping us sort of shape, where are we? Are we, are we in an environment where we can go across the table and have dialogue and spirited debate? So to the technology, we can do that. We can see each other on Zoom. We could use a whiteboard and actually draw out a table. We could map how we are having conversation. 
we want to always find common ground, find ways to move between the divide, right? This has been the, the recent challenge with COVID-19 and social isolation. How do we find connection points? And I think people are hungry for it. So is there time, is now the time perhaps to invest in your relationships and build trust in ways that maybe, quote unquote, you were too busy to do? in other moments of work. Because we to, to run and to run fast, we need to have high trust, high connection. That doesn't mean that we're all the same, but we have to have each other's backs so that we can run. Yeah. And you know what's coming to mind too is from one of our great uh, Plan Do Track facilitators. And they mentioned something that they're seeing happen is that there are intentional connection conversations that have nothing to do with work. They're just coming together just to connect with each other. You know, come on, let's have a virtual coffee. There is that connection of, I see you. You're not just another number on the screen. You're a human being on that other side of the screen. And and I think that does wonders for working together in and really establishing that high level of collaboration. If you know, like you said, I've got your back. I understand. We're on common ground. We're going through this together. We're going to leverage our strengths. We're just going to support one another, you know, and give them yourself permission to uh, do things differently in the remote space and, and come back and have those important conversations. How can we set up a successful a virtual relationship here and really do some good in our company? How can we leverage that? It comes to mind and the stakes are high right now. You know, businesses have to keep going against all odds. There's livelihoods and communities at stake. And so how do we ensure that we have the trust and connection so that we can raise issues of concern, but also strategically collaborate? And collaboration in and of itself means we're, we're harnessing the differences or maybe conflict uh, in innovation, like we're being all called to do right now, is like we have to innovate and there will be seeds of conflict. So do we have the trust necessary so that we can innovate? Uh, what conversations do we need to have? And how might we need to change the way we work, right? If we're connecting in, uh, you know, if, if trust levels are low, maybe that's a signal we need to have more touch points. Mm-hmm. We need to provide an opportunity to see beyond the screen. We need to look at Um, How are people invited to bring a little bit more of themselves, not just the plot positives, but also a little bit of the challenges? You know, we, we know from high performance that teams that excel, great at results, but they're really good at relationships as well. Mm, That's so important. And here's where I'm thinking too, a coach could really benefit a team in the remote space. You know, I know in my experiences, it was having those key conversations one-on-one. And we did have them three times a month, once a week, especially in the virtual space because it was a virtual team. Just a check-in, a conversation, confidential conversation. How are things going? You know, What are some things that you would like to see differently? How can you be proactive? What are your goals? They feel cared for. They feel heard. There are someone's there helping them move forward. Um, it can really help move a vision forward in the virtual space. So a coach, I would highly, highly recommend investing in bringing in a coach. And I'm not just saying that because I am a coach. I've seen the results of it. And it's phenomenal what happens when you make that investment in your team. Uh, Well, we started seeing it a a decade ago as I undertook research for my first two books and was asking that question to teams, what's the value of a team coach? And it's about having the pause. We don't have to have huge windows of time, but it's about taking time to connect intentionally, design intentionally, reflect on what's working and what's not, 
And in order to have those conversations, you have to have trust. You have to have connection as well. Say, what would some of your top tools that you would recommend for team, for anybody trying to build trust and connection in the space? Well, let's keep it simple, right? Keep it simple. So use a video. (laughs) Even if we're not comfortable, we need to show ourselves, right? We need like vulnerability requires showing up, showing up as we are. And I know that that's terribly uncomfortable for so many people, but like if you can use streaming, use it. If you can't use streaming and everyone's on different devices, try and find the one platform that everyone can be on, right? Like that's also a place that we... We start losing team trust. We talked today about, you know, connection points, partners, introductions. So what are you doing to find common ground? What are you also doing to celebrate the uniqueness? There's a a duality here. We want to find common ground, but we want to celebrate how we are different. And that, again, allows us to really connect in deeply. So those would be my top three or four. Anything else that you want to mention as also really important? Yeah, I would say that I was one of those people that really was not comfortable with video for a number of years. And so I would put my picture up on the screen just so I was represented. I also verbalized and shared with my leaders that I'm not comfortable on video. (laughs) And they were gracious with me. They eased me into it. But then when I did want to step in those video waters... This is a great opportunity for peer-to-peer or get your family or get a friend and say, I need to practice being on video or I've got to let people see my remote space. Can we practice online before I have to step into this official meeting? And it's just, it's a great safe space where you can test the water safely. And that's it. We all have different comfort zones as well. So that's like a side sidebar conversation, a sidebar thing to be aware of. My comfort zone might not be yours. So how do we meet people where they're at with the conversations that are important in the moment? So Michelle, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. We do have a download, which is going to invite you to do a little bit of self-assessment. And when I say self-assessment, just stock taking on like, where are you with some of the more common behaviors, right? Like trust is demonstrated through behavior, behaviors that we can see. So Think about yourself and you can download this over at remotepathways.com. It's one of the episode downloads and we're going to get you to think about things like what are you doing in your work to create connections or create expectations along with some other ones. And then you're going to be invited to do a rating like where are you on a one to 10 and what might move the needle on that? Yes. Well, thank you, Jen. This was a wonderful conversation, one that will meet people right where they are. We encourage you, let us know, you know, reach out to us on our various platforms and let us know how are you building trust and connection in your space. And please reach out. This is what we're here for. Let us know if you have questions. Connect with us on one-on-one. Maybe you just need to have that conversation around what does this look like in my team or just for you as a leader. We're here to go remote with you. So until next time, Jen. Looking forward to hitting the remote road with you. I am too, Michelle. Thanks, everyone. Take care. 